he thinks that they should put more Jojo and uh, Boban on the floor together. No. <laughs> what? I think I think it was Miss Ellie, and he was just like, well, why would you do that? Why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? Like, no. No, we can't. Because it doesn't fly. Because we can't. No, you can't put. Dude. I, I love sports and I love radio, but sports talk radio callers are. The dumbest pieces. They, they of are the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Like. Holy I mean, some, shit. some of them are good. A lot of them are really dumb. Welcome to Brose. When you're here, you're family. My name is Matt Casnell, and I am joined, as I always am, by my bros in Rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey, guys. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. Across from me, Mr. Tim Hanson. It's funny, because these two are cousins. And separating the cousins is Rich Sweeten's cousin, Vince Guida. How's it going? Fuck you, man. <laughs> G- glad to have you, too. Uh, so, uh, welcome to episode 9.3 of Brosé, available, as always, on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Jesus, anywhere you can get a podcast. Absolutely anywhere. If you can get podcasts at, like, the local Whole Foods, like, if they start doing that, Brose's going to be there. It's going to be first first shelf at the Whole Foods podcast market. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and you know what's got podcast coming? It's top shelf because we're an award winning podcast. We are the, the, the award winning, the award winning Brose podcast, uh, as decided by you, the award winning <laughs> listeners. I was at a party yesterday, and people were like, "So what is Brose?" I'm like, "Brose is an award winning podcast." Goddamn like, right it they're is. They're like, "Did you? Are you really award winning?" I'm like, "Yeah, we've got an egot man. Like, yeah, we've got, we got the them EGOT. all. We got them all." John Legend has nothing on the Brose <laughs> podcast. Uh, if you would like to What's submit questions, to, it's a uh, Emmy, Emmy, Grammy, uh, Tony, Oscar. Yeah. Emmy, uh, Grammy, Oscar. Does slander work the opposite way? Like when you're just talking to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that gaslighting? <laughs> no, I think I, no. I, Don't subtweet the president, Sean. <laughs> I think if that was the case, we probably would have known about it by now. Um, anyway, the though. best podcast with the best president. President Hanson says so. Tom President Tom Hansen. I won't give you a foot massage, but I'll cuddle the fuck out of your animals. I don't uh, know where... I, I started getting like a little bit of a... Uh, who's the fucking drummer for the Beatles that I don't care about? Ringo, uh, Ringo Starr. Ringo. I started getting a little bit of Ringo in there. Aside from listening to Tim do his weird mashup of Donald Trump and Ringo Starr, <laughs> the main reason that you might be listening to this Brose podcast is because you want to hear us discuss the life, the universe, and the everything. Uh, over a couple of glasses of delicious rosé. And if you'd like to submit a question to us to consider on the show, you can send it to us at brosequestions at gmail.com. Brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, before we discuss the rosés... Wait, 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 real quick. What was that one more time? Oh, you know what? That's a great point, Sean. It's brosequestions at gmail.com. Thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Third time is always a charm. Uh, Rich, though, we have a sponsor for this week's Oh, show. yeah. We have a, uh, another sponsor. So, yeah. You're sitting at work, drudging away all the paperwork, when suddenly your phone light starts blinking. Who could it be? Is that the person in your dreams messaging you? Are friends calling, asking you to hang out? Let's check it. Unknown number. Lose 50 pounds in 61 days. That's an oddly specific amount of days. Ignore it. You get home from work and decide to start cooking dinner, 
and you hear a chime of a text message. Maybe you don't have to cook dinner, and you'll have plans. Unknown number. Hello, I figured you may want to see this. You ignore it. It's 3 a.m., and you forgot to silence your phone before going to bed. Loudly, you hear the chime. Frantically, you wake up. Who could it be? Is there an emergency? Who's texting me at 3 a.m.? Another unknown number. Thanks for your loyalty. Check this out. It's your wedding day, but your significant other is late. Very late. You haven't heard from them in over two hours, and the ceremony should have started 45 minutes ago. Feel the buzz of your phone, and you look excitedly, expecting a message from them, and you break down crying. Your best friend, your best friend asks, what's wrong? And you show them your phone. Unknown number. Lose 55 pounds in 64 days. You hear your best friend mutter. That's an oddly specific amount of days. Spam text, giving you anxiety and false hope at the worst possible moments from the creator of scam likely phone calls. We have to we have to work <clears throat> on the quality of our sponsors. Not yeah. that that re was not good, but boy, we've got what bananas, <laughs> uh, rocks, rocks, spam text oh, wait, messages. Rocks don't spam uh, sponsor us anymore. No, no they're mad at us. Mm-hmm. No, but like and, and j- just in terms of like the pool that we're drawing from, yeah, we really got to discuss. We got to start vetting our. Uh, sponsors I'm working on six hour. Just saying. Oh, mm, okay. <laughs> Uh, so thank you very much to Spam Texts for uh, sponsoring Brose, the Spam Text of podcasts. Well, I literally got one <laughs> Spam Text a day for a week straight. Like, oh yeah, they're getting obnoxious. I don't think I, I don't get Spam Texts anymore, but I do get a, a an alarming number of unknown calls to my cell phone now. Like a lot of like the telemarketer, or like you know, this is IRS. Uh, you will go to jail. The sheriff is coming for you. Kind of phone calls. Uh, so I still get those. I, I sometimes answer them and troll them. And I had the guy say, sir, fuck you. And hang up once. <laughs> Dude, that's the best thing you can do to those people. Exactly. In, in that guy's defense, you really don't have to swear at your dad when he's calling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, before we get to the questions, though, uh, we want to discuss the rosés that we're drinking. We have uh, a couple of beautiful bottles of rosé. And I think it's only appropriate for our guest, Vince Guida, to discuss his bottle first. Uh, so my bottle is from Chad's Ford Wineries in Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania. Um, it is called the Sunset Blush. And I will just uh, quote on the back here at Chad's Ford Winery. We like to say, drink light whites in the summer, drink full body reds in the winter, and drink Sunset Blush anytime the sun goes down. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Vince, this is your it. third episode. How are you feeling so far? Uh, I feel like I just drank a bunch of rosé wine. <laughs> Leave it right there. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking The Palm by Whispering Angel, uh, wine of Provence from 2018, and it is fine. Just, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a solid, I think, middle-of-the-road rosé. Pretty, It's not sweet. It's kind of fruity, though. Very bitter. I don't know. It's fine. I would drink. I would drink it, but I would go with. I would go with other other options first. Josh. 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 <laughs> Honestly, why the fuck have we not reached out to Josh? <laughs> I brought Matt. them up. I brought them up minimum eight times. That's one time per session up until this point. I, I I've said it before and I'll say it again. Josh, the the amount of free publicity <laughs> that Josh has gotten from this podcast, like. I'm amazed their 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 phones aren't lighting up at this point because like there's no way that like I've never seen an ad for Josh. I don't see billboards. I never see a radio spots or anything like that. They are absolutely getting more publicity from this than from any other source of of promotion that they could possibly get. We'll we'll we'll, we'll discuss Josh uh, uh, off the air. Um, Tim, what are you drinking today? Uh, I am drinking Mediterranean Soul, 2014 Rosé. 
And I just noticed at the top it says love. So I don't know if Mediterranean Soul is just like their logo and oh. then they have different versions. Yeah, fuck it. Don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not it, that interesting. It's got Pinot Noir grapes and Grenache grapes and is Sangay. Oh, yeah. I, I, brewing. I was going to yeah, look up what that meant. Things, important stuff. Uh, it's it's pretty good. I don't, I don't have any complaints about this. Typically by round three... Yeah, I'm feeling like some heartburn issues with whatever wine I'm drinking, unless it's scotch, in which case I just feel happy. Um, <laughs> Life's going well. And life is going well. Uh, no, it's pretty good. It's it's not terribly sweet, but it's not stupid dry or anything like that. Um, yeah. And it, it, it tends toward that Pinot Noir taste that it I It sounds really like, like a wine that I would like. Yeah, it sounds like a good really really like I, I like the label on that too. It's got like the whole like <laughs> vineyard on it and And it's got like the the soul is like a uh, crescent moon kissing yeah. like a I don't know if that's supposed to be the sun or like a full moon. But whatever, it's adorable looking. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for some knowledge? I'm ready for some Drop knowledge. It. So the Sonnier method uh which means bleeding in French. Uh, involves making rosé as a byproduct of red wine fermentation, where a portion of the pink juice from the grape uh, is removed at an early stage, which is fermented separately to produce rosé. So they kind of like separate the lighter, like at, at an early stage to make the rosé, and they still make red wine. So like okay. there is somewhere, there's like the sister wine to that, which would be an actual red. Yeah. Hmm. You know what he just did? He just yeeted some knowledge up. He just <laughs> yeeted it. Fuck you. That's all not what that means. I yeeted some knowledge all over your goddamn face. Oh, yeet, yeet, motherfucker. Oh, yeet, yeet, goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> I'm drinking a Barossa uh, Grenache Rosé uh, called Loose End. And uh, as with Tim's, it's a little bit darker. Uh, it's not quite on the Pinot Noir side, um, which I still think is sort of my preferred rosé. Um, but it's definitely richer. It does have a very slight tinge of fruit. Um, this wine oozes charm, according to the bottle, uh, which is gross. Uh, <laughs> vibrant rose and pink in color with the lifted candy aromas that have appealing notes of musk and flowers in bloom. The palate is fresh and lively with mouth-filling cherry flavors with a U, because it's British, I guess, uh, with which finish clean and slightly dry. And, and I would whole I would wholeheartedly agree with that assessment. It's it's very slightly dry. It's not the driest rosé that I've had, um, but it's 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 just a nice blend of dry and sweet. Do you want to try this before it's all gone? You know what? I would love to try some. Uh, while I'm trying this, uh, though, we have a couple of questions in envelope number three. I, I also have a bottle of rosé called Nectar Sweet <laughs> oh, We don't gosh. give a fuck. We were in a rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good group, and Rich had to be, be to, I want to be involved. I'm a co-host, too. <laughs> Sorry, we did four, and I was like, well, we did four. That must be it. <laughs> uh, it's normal. It's got a B on it. It was uh, donated from uh, Shannon Vogel Photography and Art, because they're awesome. An uh, animal B, not an, the letter B. Yeah, yeah, an animal B. <laughs> the listeners does. know that I'm majority have bees on, or animals on looks my like a, It looks like a hornet. Uh, it's not uh, quite a bumblebee, uh, not quite. A hornet's a bee, so. Uh, technically, I don't think it is. Pretty anyway. Sure so how's your wine, Rich? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my wine is delicious, but uh, a portion of the proceeds for every bottle go to... Supporting research to improve pollinator health and conservation. So buy some nectar rosé because that's just awesome. Yeah, that's dope. bees are sweet. Leave agave nectar alone. 
Uh, I, I'm still googling whether or not a horn is a bee. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's well, like me you... trying to find Inuit people where they're where they're from. Yeah, where do they live? Um, well, they anyway, the so uh, territories. setting aside the hornet debate, uh, now uh, Sean and Vince have an envelope full of questions sitting in front of them that they're going to read to us. This is round three, so we're on our third glass of rosé. So the thoughts are just coming, guys. Yeah, we got I mean, uh, this. This uh, this envelope has three shamrocks on it. Yes, uh, because we are recording this on St. Pat St. Patty's Day. We are recording on St. Patrick's Day. You will hear it after St. Patrick's Day, but we are in the Irish spirit by drinking. Rosé? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to look for a green rosé. If they hadn't bought me, I was going to see, like, do they make green wine? Like, rosé like, is like the ginger of wines. Yeah. <laughs> Your best bet is to take, like, uh, uh, Zinfandel, which is very, very yeah. faint, yeah. and then just add a shit ton of food coloring. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would be horrified by the sight of a green rosé, because it's it's directly in contrast to what the whole point of the rosé is. Like, a, a it's white zin is... Still really? technically a Zinfandel. Uh, still technically yes. a rosé. Zinfandel. Yes, we discussed this. As an actual, just regular Zinfandel is a rosé. Oh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> oh, I could white, yeah, white Zinfandels are considered yeah, rosé. No, I, I know a white Zin Check is rosé, but a uh, regular Zin is like a dark red. I thought. I don't know. Save, I, it, you, save it for the red, <laughs> the red Zay podcast. All right, the bro red podcast. Uh, red. Bruno Noir. The red podcast. Yes. <laughs> no, no. It's, right, it's the Bruno Noir. Bruno Noir. Okay. Like, yeah. Anyway, will you guys read the questions? We'll have to talk like this. Rosé questions like at gmail.com if you'd like to send in any questions for us to discuss over a couple glasses of rosé. <laughs> uh, let's, let's start this off uh, with some light banter. Is water wet? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't we have this in the first round? <laughs> Listen. The answer is yes. It's water. But I know that the reason it's in here is to trap me or somebody else like me. So somebody explain to me the counter argument to why water is not wet. Well, the 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 thing is that wa- the 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 characteristic upon with like on other things that water bestows is wetness. So can you be like like in in the same way that like you would not say a fire is burned because a fire burns people, like a fire burns or burns things. So, so I stick my hand in like a, a lake. I am you wet. are wet, but is the, the water is not, is not wet. being is, wet is, is being actively covered in water. And, so can water cover itself and in turn be wet? I, I, I would say I yes. would disagree with the fire argument simply because it's an oversimplification of the process. <laughs> Fire uh, is burning. But sometimes you have to oversimplify yeah. to explain. Yeah, you are you are correct in so far as water is not uh, uh, is not chemically changing, is not creating a chemical change or whatever. Correct, but the the fire itself is more or less there's an interaction happening between the product being burnt and the fu- the fire itself doesn't burn whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. the heat creating the conduct or creating the chemical reaction that releases the fire. Okay. The fire is the byproduct of the actual chemical reaction. Mm. So I disagree with I that you're right. The oversimplification <laughs> is the easiest way to describe that, yeah. but it's just like <laughs> effing no. Um but prim- primarily wetness is something containing water. So water contains water. But, therefore is wet. But mm. can you cover water with water? That's the argument. But I I agree. Of course you can. Water is wet. Yes, yeah. I agree. It just but makes the it more argument wet. is can you like 
being wet is actively being covered in water, but water fills the lick, the container it's in, and therefore you cannot cover water with water. Sure I disagree. So, like, what? fabric can be wet. It's not covered in water. It's saturated in water. It contains the water. So water contains itself and other molecules of itself. Mm. Therefore, it is... Well, I, well, here's the thing, is that you would be... Wouldn't there, like... If, if you're saying that water... The, the, the It's just being in contact with water is what makes something wet. And so if water molecules are in contact with other water molecules, would there be like a water molecule prime? Or if you take one molecule out of the water, one H2O molecule, you take it out, leave it on its own, is it wet? Because it's not in contact with any other water. So in that would... I'm asking if... Water by nature is it, wet. In mm. that extremely <laughs> unlikely circumstance, then water is not wet. Then you have to apply it to water as I, a whole. I disagree. You're changing water. Of, a body of water is wet. Water, the molecule, the actual thing itself, is not wet. Okay, guys. Right. <laughs> no, no, well, I, I, I can see Deshaun on that exact thing. So yeah. a singular molecule of water. I would define as not wet. I would define wetness as the interaction of, or the interaction and interweaving of water molecules into that substance. So water interacting with itself is wet, whereas water with uh, a hydrophobic surface, I would not consider that hydrophobic surface because it's not technically interweaving with that surface mm. and it's just sloshing off. Chemistry. <laughs> Science. I sound dumb. I, I, I'm, I I'm gonna be like the everyman. It's fucking water. It's wet, guys. Come on. Like it's in the general sense, no. Or in the general sense, yes, water is wet. In the super theoretical, like yeah, like, scientific sense, one singular molecule, molecule. Yes, yeah, so water. Is not yeah, wet. The, the single, like the two hydrogens are not covered in water, so therefore it's not. But it's it's the point is that you get it wet, like it's. Oh, no. man, I'm, get, I'm getting grumpy. <laughs> this is a Game Grumps. Moving on. on. Yeah. No, those Game Grumps, I'd be yelling about Big the Cat or something like that <laughs> in Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Uh, in so his anyway. head, he's yelling about Big yeah. the Cat. We can have a poll. I, in my head, I am perpetually yelling about Big the Cat. Yeah. But we can have a poll about this. Yes. Is yes. water wet? Yes um, or no? Hit us up on bro at on Twitter at brose underscore podcast or on Facebook at brose podcast. Uh, we'll put up a poll uh, after this episode drops. Yes. Yeah. If we're uh, going to so poll it, are we defining it as water as a body of water? Well, is it, I think no, we just said it. It's, it's, it's water wet. Yeah, it's, it's the same it's, question we got? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. water wet? Yeah. Present it without fair. comment. Is water wet? Yeah. We'll see if Life Charlie still thinks I'm always right after that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is next? All right. This is uh, submitted by uh, John uh, Tursich. <laughs> John's doing work oh, today. What do you feel about municipal consolidation <laughs> and shared <laughs> services? The fuck that means. John! So, so this is I we we've had I, I had him over recently. We played um the Binding of Isaac Four Souls. <coughs> it's a dope dope uh, board game. And we also played a, one about pizza. Wait, there's but, a binding of Isaac mm-hmm. board game? It was it was crowdfunded. I have it at my house. It's super good. Clutch. But anyway, uh, what he's basically saying is one of the things that he finds is uh, is that um, you'll have like so Haddon Heights where I live? There's also um, Haddonfield and Haddon Township, all of which are small municipalities, I guess. And so his he he would argue that all of them should be combined into a larger uh, into a larger um, 
municipal consolidation so that it, you can do you 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 have more money and you can do more it doesn't make sense to to separate into such small areas okay would be the argument because because the government like because there's not enough money pooled or is it like a government it's, situation well, it, where it, it not... ends up being like you have you'll have like a very small population of very wealthy people who have way more money than their neighboring like the same exact size area mm-hmm. but it's they they don't make as much money so you have worse schools just like a town over so it'd be like to, to switch to pa because i've got a little more familiarity with the pa suburbs it'd be like well why don't devon and chester combine for one like Dev, devon's a little more like a little more upscale a little more mm. upper class and then chester is like one or two towns over but they're they're much you know much lower uh, standard socioeconomically yeah why don't they just combine? just just combine if there's if there's not that many people in both of them and then you have you can spread spread the wealth basically okay put in both of them and then you can have better schools you'll have you like the like Devin might not have as like might their standard might drop, but you I think you you make it up and that's the argument. Yeah, um, I can't say I've got a lot of thoughts on this. So I think this. that you would be into it. Okay. No, you wouldn't because that would would, not be it would be bigger government. Yeah, it would be it would be less hyper local government, less libertarian. Well, yeah, in general, yeah, it'd be like it would be more yeah, like mind. we're more of a collective like that kind of thing. I, I tend to think that it's less that I have a problem with it and more that like I think people still as much as as politics and as much as news has gotten into like the the macro picture of who's getting elected at the federal level, people a lot of people tend to think of things on a very macro level when it comes to local issues or local ballot initiatives or anything like that. And I think that there's a lot of pride in a town. And I think that even, just uh, it, it perhaps it will make sense from a budget perspective, but I think in people's minds, if you're talking about Haddon Heights or Haddonfield or Chester and Devon, I think that there is a little a little bit of like micro tribalism where it's like, hey, this is our town, like we get represented by this. I could be giving people a lot more credit. Maybe they don't care about government on that they, level. They, but, they a million percent do. Yeah, but but. Okay, in that in that case, I think people will sort of retreat to that. Like, this is the way we do things in our part of town. We don't want to be associated or lumped in with the the rich people, or conversely, we don't want to be associated with the poor people. Mm-hmm. Like it, that that is the way that I think people would end up looking at it. So I, I I don't know how I feel about it, but I don't think people would be on board with it. They, it, they it's, generally it's like not. when Pawnee absorbed Eagleton in, in Parks <laughs> yeah. and Rec. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. I, so I'm I am for it in theory. And I, but I think in practice it's very difficult because, like you said, people are very. It's it's generally only goes one way, where it's people in Haddonfield, which is like the upper class area around mm-hmm. me, are like I don't want to be associated with those people. And it's like I don't want to help these people. Basically, it's like I don't want to. I don't want my taxes going to these kids. Sure. And I, I understand that perspective, but so like in in a, in theory, in theory, I'm for it. Mm-hmm. But uh. I think in practice, I think you're right that this this kind of tribalism has emerged where you're like, well, this is where I live. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. This is again not something I think I've thought particularly hard about, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> and, and maybe I should. Like, like, I think I think as a whole, not to steer this in a completely wrong direction, but I think as a whole, people, especially now on social media, tend to think on politics on a very grand <clears throat> scale. They think about like who's in the federal government. Where it's really a lot of the local stuff that gets people invested because it's like, well, yeah, listen, all right, 
what the Supreme Court says about X issue is obviously important on a broad scale. But also, like, who am I going to elect that's going to help the school board in my town? Uh, I, I think that is what interests people. And I think that, I, I think in general, social media sort of flattened things a little bit where most of the discourse, I can tell you, I know a lot more about the federal government than I do about, like, some of the state government here in New Jersey. And again, I, similarly, the way I knew about it in Delaware, part of that is my own not knowing about it as a, as a citizen. Part of that is, is a referendum on me. I, I should know more about my local government. But part of it, I think, is just it's easier to discuss the things that everybody can discuss, especially when we're on social media, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. And when we've got family in other states, you know, we can all talk about the federal government, whereas not as many people are interested in the municipal stuff. Um. Went off on a little bit of a tangent there, uh, <laughs> uh, but but do you guys have any thoughts on the the municipality aspect of like combining municipalities or local government or anything like that? It would make my job easier. Okay, um, but it doesn't affect, or it does affect me. But I don't really have any viewpoint on it because mm-hmm. similar to my, I'm not versed in local politics. Yeah. Like, and that's valid. I mean, it's yeah. not great, but it's it is a it is a fact. yeah. Like yeah. I I think it would be beneficial to certain areas. Like I I live in Belmar. S- kids in Belmar when they get to high school go to Triton. Maybe all of those areas should be all of the areas that go to Triton High School should be one municipality. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be Belmar Borough, and then whoever else goes to Triton be a different borough. It should all be one so that all the taxes are pulled into all of the school system mm-hmm. since they have to have that same education when they get to Triton. Yeah, I think that that is an issue around. So around me, like Jacob school is really great, but the like the schools, other schools that are funneling into the high school he's yeah. going to go to aren't. And yeah. it doesn't make sense that he's I, getting a really good education. And I, you have other kids who are supposed like because the idea, I think, is that when stuff like that is happening, then all the kids are getting a similar education yeah. and then you're at the same level. Sure. You're I, not, you're not I was I was a product of that. I, I lived in Woodland for most of my life, which goes to Collingswood High School in high school years. If I hadn't moved to Collingswood for eighth grade, I would not be at the same level as everybody in freshman year because like, they teach differently in Woodland because they have different funding. But if they were under all the same tax brackets or, or however you would put it mm-hmm. it would work out better because everyone would have the same education system in a way any other thoughts on uh combining municipalities on on any <laughs> other the sort of like hyper local form of government to be perfectly honest i zoned out maybe twice that's fine <laughs> that's okay that's fine this is honestly like maybe the weirdest most specific local this is very very we've ever got i actually yeah. really like this question and i may have looked like i'm spacing out but it was just so that i can make sure i'm actually listening to you well it is, saying, it's, uh, it is like matt was saying it, it is so easy to forget how important local <clears throat> politics are because we're so focused we're like hyper focused on especially with all the craziness that's going on you're so hyper focused on like federal government goings on that you forget that it is like important that your potholes get fixed and <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it we're not even in Pennsylvania, like, and we're preaching for especially if yeah. it's South Philadelphia area. Yeah. Jer- Jersey, yeah. Jersey's terrible with potholes. Yeah, it's like going driving over the yeah, surface man. of the moon. Um, I I would probably closely align my perspective with Sean's in that, in theory, I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, in actuality, I think it will be very hard to implement because it would require. 
more or less back to the other question that I think John asked us in the redlining and school district funding and stuff like that. I, it, is John a teacher? Do we, do we know no, that? John, John uh, ran for office, I think, right? He, did run for, he ran for local office, but he is currently an IT professional at okay. uh, a behavior analyst. The, the office makes a lot of sense because he's taking into account his community and the concerns. I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah, in, in, in theory, I think it's fan, it, it would be a great idea. The logistics would require a lot of fine-tuning and would be far-reaching into other parts because it's not like, all right, we're just going to do this with schools. That affects other that affects other budgets. That affects how do we... I'm not sober enough to think of all these <laughs> You're things. You're fine, man. Nor You're am good. I well-versed enough to really know how far-reaching that the impact on this would be. Yeah. So I that's why I'm inclined it's, to agree with Sean. Yeah. I think it's a it's a good question that it it, it it encourages us to go then look into this stuff because it's like what I've I yeah we've been letting this slide no yeah yeah I, I, I think <laughs> you said I think philosophically I my first blush is like man again you know it's don't tread on me whatever the the libertarian mantra is like taxation is theft and also no municipality com- combination uh, but but I, I genuinely I want to read more about this to see like all right empirically does this make any sense yeah um, but, so. but I really I really like your point that no one tends to think about the smaller scale and they just think on the federal scale yeah. which affects everybody air quotes but uh, a lot of the states and even municipalities have their a lot more power than people give them credit for and they think absolutely my president will change all these things and that's just not true yeah um so shout out to jr who i don't even know if he listens to this but hashtag midterms matter like amen to that yeah dude 2019 matters like 2019 there's no there's no federal elections there are as many federal elections this year there's no no house no state or anything like that the midterms play much more into any actual law changes and any actual yeah uh, anything that directly affects you is more likely to come from the 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 more local level than the federal level just is just like the country at whole, and if anything, yeah. it's just like, all right, we're more likely to be able to get these things passed because the president's on our team. Yeah, Yay. yeah. It, the, the federal stuff tends to be at this point sports, like almost like sports team allegiances at this point. Exactly. And and for local government, uh, absolutely, this is this is the stuff that affects you day to day. This is stuff that affects your commute. This is the stuff that affects how much taxes you're paying, so on and so forth. I strongly disagree of there being a straight party voting option on any. A hundred percent ticket. Yeah, 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 that that that's just dumb. And if anything, some somebody's just gonna be like, eh, whatever. It eliminates the thought process and the actual engagement in your civic duty. Yes, and you're just going to take the easy route out because you don't want yeah. to involve yourself in this process, and that impacts. By and large, it it is more detrimental to the people actually affected than by these policies than the people voting on them. There's a big old lawsuit about that in New Mexico this past year because uh, uh, former Libertarian presidential hopeful Gary Johnson uh, filed a lawsuit because they tried to institute uh, straight party voting in New Mexico. And uh, it was, I forget who instituted it, but whoever was in public office, they, they blamed it because, oh, she's a Democrat. And so she's she's going to want to think that she's going to do this, try and help the Democratic Party win and everything. Uh, that, that's another story for another day. Yeah. But... but a little, a little more robust, critical thinking about your your local political situation is probably helpful no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, if you're not happy with your local government, try to make a change. Mm-hmm. You can also run. Run for yeah. goddamn office. Oh, I've thought about it because Belmar is such yeah. a shithole. I'm like, I can, <laughs> I can probably do better yeah. than the people I mean, that you I... probably have super speed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Means you probably shouldn't use that as your campaign <laughs> slogan. Boy, this place sucks. No, I didn't think that question would be so one. far-reaching no, as it is. It did, yeah, listen. <laughs> Infrastructure. Vince, what is the next question that one. <laughs> moving on oh god walt whitman once used the phrase barbaric yop y a w p in his poetry would you agree that yeet is the current adaptation of that phrase <laughs> can i see that because i still don't see it by watching. emily cooper 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 Turchish. So barbaric yop, yop, y a w p. Would you agree? So the question is, would you agree that yop? Can can we get a quote from Walt Whitman? Like, how was this utilized? Because if it's utilized in the sense of like, I'm just like manhandling this from the the quote is, I sound my barbaric yop over the rooftops of the world. No, then I disagree. It's not the same thing at all. It's a verbal. I don't want to say exaltation, but just kind of like, I'm yelling my opinions across the rooftops. Walt Whitman was like a literary person. I can't see him using anything that would be able to be exchanged for yeet. I I, I greatly appreciate Emily Cooper Turch's desire to try and blend these two things together. uh, When in reality, the only connecting thread between yeet and yop is that they're both funny sounding words <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, a yop is uh, to shout or exclaim hoarsely yeah or so, a harsh or or hoarse cry for or yelp so if the, it's a noun. the only reason i can see this being a comparison is the reason i hate the word yeet and the fact that people use if it you're, in yeah ref, if in, you're using it like a john a verb john they're using it like a verb tense of john <laughs> yeet in is, which case then I guess. I yeet across the roof. Yeet, you can throw anything. It's like if you drill down from yeet, then you get yop. Because yop appears to be just verbal. But yeet, you could throw your words or you could throw a chicken. Like, you throw anything. Like, yeah, I think, I think yop is more specific than yeet. Yeah, I, you, I, I agree. You yeah. can you can yeet your yop, but you can't yop your yeet. No, you absolutely cannot yop your yeet. Is this an IQ <laughs> test? Some yips are not. It's like my dad told me when I was six, son... You can't yacht your yeet. <laughs> you can yeet your yop as much as you want, but Matt, you can't yacht your yeet. something tells me Big Ron did not say that. See, I was going to say classic <laughs> advice from Big Ron. <laughs> I can say that comfortably because there's no way he's listening to this show. Um, uh, do we... Thank you, Emily, thoughts? for that great question. Shout out to Mama Kaz, anyway. Hey, yeah. shout out to Mama Kaz, who's... Speaking, speaking of Mama Ooh. Kaz. Oh, is that the next Ooh. question? Yeah. Segway, oh, this no, is no, a big Tim, one. Tim, it's the next paragraph. I was going to say, it's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, so come back ready. in 20 minutes. All right, here we go. Next question. Approximately 50% of all eligible voters aged 18 to 30 voted in the 2016 general election, which is actually pretty good representation compared to other age groups. In your lifetime, there have been several presidential and other elections that have been decided by really, really narrow margins. One, as a, quote, millennial citizen slash voter, are you motivated by the notion that, quote, every vote counts, unquote? To become more involved in the electoral process or, quote, get out the vote, unquote, type campaigns, either by volunteering or donating. Two, if you are motivated, what strategies would you recommend to encourage more eligible citizens to vote? Or 
do you think it really doesn't matter? I enjoy your shows. <laughs> Have a great week. <laughs> Thanks, Mama Cat. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Completely unrelated, I love that this commercial is using Post Malone to, like, uh promote my head my gaming headwear and i think that's hilarious for 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 those listening we have the sixers we have the sixers bucks game on behind us and there is a uh, there's an ad uh and now, now, now there's an ad with an adorable otter, otter. but oh uh, but before that there was an ad with post malone's music two for, adorable otters oh. and it was it was for hyperx please sponsor us yeah. uh yeah hyperx <laughs> yeah. solid uh, headwear anyway so uh so the first question was uh, do get it, out the vote initiatives work it's, basically it's, is um, are you motivated by the every vote counts or get out the vote type campaigns? Either yeah. by volunteering. Or yes, I I am. All right, I'll, I'll let Vince go first. I I am motivated by both. <laughs> what I'm more motivated by is the actions that lawmakers take, and that's what makes me educate myself in order to vote the way that I want to vote. So, the answer to, to her first question. Kind of, yeah, I guess. Um, get out the vote. It's it's something that, as Americans, we really don't vote a lot. If you look at election turnouts from other developed countries, like um, a few years back, I think it was either Ireland or Scotland, had <clears throat> a special election for something, and their voter, turn, voter turnout was like 98%, which is just unheard of in the United States. Scotland, and I'm pretty sure this was in reference to Brexit, and whether they were going to try and separate themselves legally okay. from England yes. as part of the Brexit. Okay. Yes. So. Sorry, just info. Extra context. Yeah. So I know a thing. My point is, as Americans, we, as a whole, not not just our age group, we need to vote more. Like, all, all of us need to vote. And if all of us do vote, every vote would count. And you've seen that in the past presidential election because Trump won three different states by a combination of less than 100,000 votes. But Clinton lost, even though she got the popular vote. Well, this isn't... This well, is no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with popular votes. Well, no, no, no. This has nothing to do with the college it, or it, electoral college. It, but yeah. it goes to my point that there are, what, 330 million Americans? Uh... Probably more, but I think you're on I track. Think I'll, like, I'll look it up. I think like there the, is a lot. The yeah. voting yeah. age, like the voting, the eligible voting demographic, I think is like <clears throat> 280 million, something around mm-hmm. there. Just mm-hmm. spitballing off the top of my head. Out of those people, like 70,000 out of 280 million make a difference. Like your vote does count. So whether or not you're motivated by that specifically, you should be motivated by the fact that you as a person, as long as every single one of us votes, you can make a change to this country. Um, what's the second question? Are you motivated by well, strategies? Let's, let's go first and then okay. go to yes. okay. like have everyone... Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, and from what I was saying, I was originally motivated by everybody. Every vote counts. But after seeing the outcome of this election and the popular vote going to Clinton, however, her not winning... I'm less motivated by the every by every vote counts because it it kind of showed. However, I'm always going to vote and I want everybody to vote, but the idea that every vote counts when it kind of didn't this year? Well, yeah. Like kind of if anything I, that proves that the electoral college oh, is broken. Absolutely. Well, that's I think what what ended up the, the biggest 
kind of revelation from the 2016 election was that I, I, I used to be an every vote counts kind of guy, but I have it, I've kind of devolved a little bit into, into the, the game theory kind of voting where it's like, like you, Matt, you voted third party I did. during the 2016 election. And I think that was a good choice for you. But I think like moving forward, I would, I would argue against that now, whereas I didn't then. And I still don't. I, I like my, my viewpoint upon like my viewpoint hasn't changed yeah. about that. But I think like moving forward, it's more about it's not so much every vote counts as like us as a group need to speak and vote. Right. Not individually, I don't think mm-hmm. it, that's it's not that doesn't ap- appeal to me so much anymore as like we need to come out in numbers. Yeah, it's not every vote. It's like the the the, the sum of our votes. Yeah, is what matters. And it's 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 part of it. I think with voting third party and I won't speak for everybody who voted third party, but it's, it's sort of like what message are you conveying with your vote? Mm-hmm. Like, are you ki- like I think to a lot of third party voters, myself included, like. The game theory part of it, at least in 2016, was, okay, well, yes, Hillary Clinton is not as bad of a presidential <laughs> candidate as Donald Trump. However, this does not mean that I support a lot of what Hillary Clinton stands for politically, and I don't want to convey the message that I am okay with some of the positions that she's presented in the past or currently. Um, now, some people uh, articulated that by voting for Donald Trump, uh, and some people articulated that by voting third party, and what we wound up with was Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I'm voting for in 2018, uh, but but as far as the statistics, to get back to the to the original question, um, I, I the reason I vote is not because of every vote counts for the same reason that I don't fill out like the customer service surveys at the end of like phone calls because it's like all right, I, I statistically I get it. This is kind of a drop in the bucket. But there are there's a there's sort of a you know to be a little bit uh, optimistic. It's a civic duty kind of thing. Like I like going to the voting ballot. I like knowing that I've I've done at least the nominal amount of research required for me to put in a vote, and I I want to make sure that that is is heard one way or the other. So I would say the second one is probably the get out the vote. Just generally like hey, you should do this because this is what you're supposed to do. You're a citizen of this country speaks more to me than the statistical angle. Yeah, then yeah. The every vote counts. Yeah. So. yeah, that that's where I strongly agree with Matt uh, uh, against the just get out and vote because most of the, um, like, rock the vote and all, all those, like, advertisement campaigns to straight up just go vote, yeah. they very, they tend to be very left-leaning. And if anything, that's going to, uh, anyone who is not already in that mindset is just going to be like, yeah, fuck you, I'm just not going to vote. There was, there was one that Keegan-Michael Key put out that bothered me. And I love Keegan-Michael Key as a comedian, but he, he was part of one. In general, to get out the vote, yeah, you, you're right, it, it leans left. But it's, it's never like a browbeating, like, you vote for Hillary yeah. now. Like, yeah. But he did put out one that was like, go out and vote and not for like a made up candidate like Ben Gay or Gary Johnson I'm like alright you know what man <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, if anything it's a different kind of uh, disenfranchising your voters because you're more or less telling them uh, vote for these people and then they're just like no nah, I'm just not gonna vote I mean it, I, to that I will say that generally each new generation is slightly more to the left sure we in, have been in, the past several decades yeah. in general yeah. so yeah, they can be left-leaning, but I don't... I also think they do a good job of not explicitly saying, hey, go out and vote for the Democrats. I would agree. So that's why I also mm-hmm. agree with Matt's point of it's just saying, go out and vote. 
Yeah. It's not saying do your actual civic duty mm-hmm. in investigating what everyone stands for, investigating what they are actually likely to do. It's just saying go vote. And with that sense of we're not saying do your homework, mm-hmm. there is a tinge of go vote for this guy that we picked already. Yeah. Um, Beto. Yeah. So, um, oh God, not, not, no. Beto should not be. We, we're not going to start on the Beto. Yeah, we're not, we're not talking about him. Um, but um, so I would, I would lean towards the every vote counts, except that the way our system is currently set up, it is pretty much obvious that not every, every vote counts vote. if you're in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, or Florida. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if anything, I'm just more about the doing your doing your homework, making your own educated decision. And if anything, I think the bigger issue at this point is so much of the millennial populace and whatever generation is after us, considering now they're a for multiple years because apparently no one knows how long the millennial thing tends to grab mm. grasp, but uh all millennials can drink and anyone younger than us under the age of eighteen also vote. Yeah. But we Last report I read, we outnumber the baby boomers, baby boomers by a significant margin. At, yeah, Correct. I think at this point we do. But we don't show up to vote. Yeah. Well, we do a little bit. So, so this is <laughs> past election millenn- we did. millennials. Yeah. So this last one was yes. fifty. So I have numbers for you. All right, so here we go. The, <laughs> the voting rain. age population estimated for the 2016 election was roughly 250 million people. Mm. Now, I'm rounding to make numbers easy. Roughly 139 million people came out and voted. Mm. Yeah. So that's a little less than half. So, and I crunched some very rough numbers. Between Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Michigan, I conservatively said 80,000 votes would have swung the election in either direction. That was the margin of victory. So if you divide that by the total voting population, that is... 32 what is that 10 thousandths point zero three two of a percent yeah of a percent yeah mm-hmm. so you're telling me that <clears throat> that many people could have changed the election mm-hmm. in in either direction so i to to the people that say every vote like the whole every vote count thing is just bullshit mm-hmm. that's my counter argument it's mm-hmm. like if every person did actually go out and vote it would make a huge difference yeah well, I mean, the assumption is the that they'd all vote yeah. Democrat. But, that, but that's my but point. But no, I'm yeah. not even saying that. Well, that's... Okay, so that's that's <clears throat> less than one one thousandth of a percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, only, even, yeah, if, like even if they didn't vote, even, you know, even if, like, yeah. one one hundredth of a percent voted Democrat, it's like everyone else... You know, it, but the it, argument it, would be different because a significant, a significantly larger portion of the populace would have voted. And you're also, like, this question says that 50% of the eligible voters between 18 and 30 didn't vote. So you have to assume that younger voters are typically more liberal. So I would say between 50 and 75% of them would vote mm-hmm. liberal, which adds how many more, you know, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's... There's one thing I think that can help with the voting numbers, and, and there's there's a, been a lot of... of, of very valid chatter of about disenfranchising voters over the last couple of years, whether it comes to, um, you know, just making it difficult for people to vote or actively like preventing people from going to vote in certain parts of the country, you know, specifically in the Georgia elections. It, 
can we get rid of Columbus Day and make voting and make election day a well, national holiday? Yes. 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 Like absolutely. So, so I that is I, the dumbest thing. I, I was I was tapping around real quick because the, the way, reason I was thinking there's ever. yeah no <laughs> and the, the big thing is there's two big national holidays that come up before <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas and it's you know you have Columbus Day and you have Veterans Day and Veterans Day is is. Uh, November 11th because it's the anniversary of the armistice. But Columbus Day is more or less a glorified, a bunch of retailers right. have sales celebrating genocide. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just, <laughs> not, not yeah, idea. If you actually look into Columbus, yeah. he was a terrible racist yeah. person. He was a yeah. horrible individual. But Columbus, like, but he discovered America. Yeah, That's what my Jake third did a, uh, thought, thought he was India. Jake did a uh, PowerPoint presentation on on uh, Christopher Columbus. And it was not happy. <laughs> it was just like Christopher Columbus killed a bunch of people. That makes sense. <laughs> and also lied to the Spanish crowd. Did he uh, <laughs> his teacher like giving him the hook, like trying to pull him yeah, off the stage? Did he did some he... historians actually think that he's Italian and purposely like deceived the Span like yeah. made up this whole like backstory and everything because he was like a at this point, upper middle class Italian. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's in the <laughs> stories the when Columbus lands on the shores and goes, Baba da Booby. With the ship we, with the ship we come up with today for scams and that it's easy to look up, you can only imagine what shit people got away with. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, no, that's why that's ago. that's why serial killing was so easy. <laughs> like, literally, you bring it full circle. Well, man. no, like remember H. H. Holmes the Ripper's still out there. Well, yeah, and H. H. <laughs> Holmes just would like move to place and be like, "Yeah, I'm a doctor." <laughs> like, yeah. and then, then killed a bunch of people. I knew it. Did you guys watch the uh, Netflix documentary on uh, Ted Bundy? Yeah. I keep seeing it come yeah. up, but I, I haven't watched it's it. Really it. It's it's very good. It's very interesting, and I think it gives a lot of perspective to just one other people's perspective and two how far we've come and the fact that back then literally the exact things were happening across state lines and nobody fucking knew yeah, it because yeah. nobody talked to each other how many so, questions do we have left <laughs> we have three. Oh my there, god there's also okay. another half to this question yeah. we didn't even ask. oh man very, very, very quickly then right. the second half of the question is what strategies would you would you uh mm -hmm. espouse to motivate voters so uh i know <laughs> What'd, yeah. you, what'd he say? He Don't said, worry about it. Okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll hear it during the re-air. Yeah. Um, the best uh, campaign I saw was uh, there's a website that you can order pizzas for long voting lines. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so you can guarantee that you're going to have pizza in a voting line? Yes. I, like so a pizza party for people I, who are voting. I think <laughs> that the biggest issue that we face is making these macro issues uh, individual. And that's why people don't vote. Because, like, it doesn't matter who the president is to a lot of people. But it's, I think we have to, like, as a, as a country, we need to emphasize that it really does matter who you vote for. Because these, these things that are happening on high are impacting your everyday life. And that's kind of the strategy that I think you need to get people out. It's like, it might not seem like it's impacting you, but you, like, you, like, and give concrete examples of how federal regulations are impacting your everyday life. Hmm. Like, whether it be through healthcare costs or, um, I don't know what else. But yeah. you, know what, you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. So that's, I think that's the best strategy moving forward is to be like, this is how it affects you specifically. That's how you get them. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think a good thing is, one, look up stuff online and in multiple places. Like, so I will read Fox News and I will, like, rip my hair out. But I'll still read it just to see what they're talking about. Sure. But also, you know, I'll go to a number of different websites. I'll go to neutral sites. I'll go to labor sites. I'll go to some conservative sites. Um, but you have to educate yourself on issues. And I think 
part of the problem is people don't want to do that and they also sometimes don't understand how just how large the world economy is so to give an example trump like had this whole trade war and like tariff war with china a lot of the farmers in the midwest didn't really understand like anything he was really talking about until it actually directly impacted them because the more that he put on these tariffs the more their businesses were struggling because of stuff that wasn't coming into the country and stuff they couldn't send out of the country the steel industry is fucking nosediving yeah so it's a direct result of all of this and the idea was like no we're gonna bring all of this uh back to the u.s uh bring all this business back to the u.s from these tariffs or make more money and it's like all you've done is shut down the u.s corporations that deal with this Mm -hmm. or several of the u.s steel manufacturers because they just can't they can't compete yeah. yeah. So, so what I think you, now we're just paying more mm-hmm. on our end to get the same exact thing from another country. Yeah. So you you need to educate yourself, but you need to do it more than just <clears throat> watching the news because that's not going to give you the full information. You have to actually go seek it out and try to understand it. Especially yourself. if you only utilize one news source. Yeah, like exactly. you said, you Especially, you go yeah. to Fox News. I do yeah. the same thing every day. Is I'll pick like the top three stories on CNN, and then I'll try to find those same stories on Fox. Then I'll go find another source just yeah. to see where are we actually. Yeah, at. I used to I used to listen to uh, conservative radio, but after yeah. after Trump got elected, they just were like sucking his dick all the time. <laughs> it's yeah. it, it, and honestly, it, it got it got it got rough, and so I had so you so going to I will go to a Fox News or something because it's 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 biased, but everything is biased. Yeah, yeah. We've, that's why you need multiple. You learn the perspective of people yeah. who. Who listen to that kind of bias? Yeah, stuff. I have to, yeah, I have to, I, that, it helps to like figure out why people disagree with and, me. And a lot of the times, like liberals use certain words and conservatives use certain words to frame an argument. Mm-hmm. And if you read enough of the articles, especially on both sides, you start to realize what words each side uses. And when you see them, you don't really give much credence to like you know, you know, so and so like was flamboyant or you know whatever the word might be it's like i know in fox news articles a lot of time when they're referring to ocasio cortez they're saying like they say ocasio cortez the democratic socialist like Mm -hmm. oh my god socialism Mm -hmm. you know whereas in like a cnn article it's just like congresswoman cortez right yeah yeah. we've mentioned this site before and we'll always mention it during voting time I side with .com. Amen. Perfect source. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that I'm voting for uh, Tulsi Gabbard in the primaries. Amen, baby. Specifically it's, because it's, of that. Dude, I, I'm all about Tulsi Gabbard. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, I would say of the field, I am I am okay with Tulsi Gabbard. It is a very good source. I wouldn't say it's the perfect source because yeah. there's a lot of missing information on that, especially when you get down towards the, like, more municipal and local level. It's yeah. great for your hiring yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like you're right, Lo- and local elections. We need to look into. It's good for federal and for some local yeah. elections. Because yeah. Martha and I had this conversation, and we were looking at some of our local stuff, and it's like there was literally nothing there. It was mm-hmm. just like we think you'll vote with this person. Okay, why? And normally for the higher end stuff, it gives you your breakdown. Yeah. And this one, it's just like, cause. All right, bros. We have a lot of questions left. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've gone along in a few for, for very valid reasons, yeah, but we have, 
between this, uh, this whole session has been the one of the most very heavy, <laughs> very heavy. I was not prepared. No. I was no. So Mary told me before that I, she was like, "These are going to be a lot of political questions." I was yeah. like, "Okay." Yeah. But I am fucking exhausted. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of brain power expended. So what we're going to do is we're instituting the first ever Brose speed round. We have four questions left from this session, and we're going to mow through them all. Uh, in the span of a little under 10 minutes. Are you bros ready for this? Get ready. Do it, do it. All right. Get ready for the speed round. Which one of you is going first? I'll go first. All yeah. right, Mr. Gaida, go right ahead. Sourdough or biscuits? Biscuits. Sourdough. Uh, bi- biscuits, absolutely. Sourdough. sourdough. Biscuits. I had sourdough uh, the other day definitely, with avocado toast. Definitely sourdough. Uh, what? Why, what? Why sourdough? It's just better. It's thick bread. It's amazing. But biscuits are buttery but, and, and but flaky. So dry. Yeah. But that's oh, my argument. But, sa- but sourdough is more dry than that. That's a bad biscuit. Certain, yeah. certain you place, might be right. Certain places make good biscuits, but overall, sourdough is good no matter. Yeah, where sourdough you go. pretzels, best pretzels. Sourdough, sourdough's true. easy. Biscuits more delicious. Sourdough, when done right. Sourdough. Mm-hmm. All right. Sourdough specials by us. <laughs> Next question. Let's burn. All right. Yeah. We, we banked it. All right. Let's go. <laughs> oh, what do you think? Is the strangest fandom. So when I originally read this question, my initial thought that came to my head was furries. Yeah, oh, furries, furries are furries. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's, that's well, it. Because it's like it's a fandom and also a weird sex thing. Like, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, bronies. Oh, the people also, are obsessed with My yeah, Little Pony. Yeah, if we're if we're, like, if we're talk, talking strictly just fandom and not anything else related, yeah, bronies are the bronies. weirdest one. I, I the people are obsessed with that kind, of, like like. The kids shows have got uh, kids shows have gotten a lot more popular with adults nowadays, and I openly admit to being a fan of Adventure Time. It's uh, so good, but it's a great, it's a quality show. But like, it's that's a specific focus on the 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 less savory aspect. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah, you're not trying pony. to fuck Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sense you, but, but but that's the thing. Bronies aren't trying to have sex with the ponies. Furries are. Correct. No, are you Which kidding me? Are you kidding? That's a, that is a different fandom. <laughs> guys, guys, fun fact about Adventure Time. Yep. The writer put a fart joke in every single episode. Yeah. No. So Did he really? I, 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 I haven't kept track. I know there's a lot of fart jokes. I, I would argue with yeah, stuff like an I would argue with stuff like Adventure Time that a lot uh, more kids shows are being made with dual purposes. Sure. Because Adventure Time, yeah, it works for little kids, but it is clearly targeted at younger adults. Yes. To play D and D. Absolutely. Yeah, and all of those things. Yeah. Are we are we in agreement on bronies then? Bronies. bronies. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's move Tim. on. Okay, Tim, you're not going to have an opinion. How do you feel about all of the trades in the NFL this offseason? And if you could do one more trade favoring the Eagles, what would it be? I don't have a trade favoring the Eagles. Submitted by they, Jake. They've okay. been Submitted off, by Jake. <laughs> they've been off the chain. Yeah. They're wild, man. Yeah. They're all like, there's Dude. some really great trades and some really like. The fuck did you just My, do? Sean Jackson was a good trade. If I were to make one more trade with the Eagles, they need a running back. Uh, I would make a trade for Jordan Howard. I would make Chicago a trade Bulls. for Saquon Barkley. Oh, oh, Saquon God. Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> I my favorite trade is the OBJ to the Browns. Um, oh, it's a great I, trade. I, I Browns official team of the president. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't. Dude, I don't know what kind of trade to make. I'm so excited. And so will them. the Bills with Frank Gore. <laughs> Do you see the story about uh, the woman who called the police on a man who was like in Cleveland who was just go spinning around and screaming in the street? <laughs> and then the police came and asked what was going on. He's like, "We got OBJ." <laughs> the trade from the Browns, the official team of the Bros. Hey podcast, are going to be great. 
they're going to be very, very good. Yeah. I, I can't say there's going to be a trade as good as the Eldell Beckham or the Antonio Brown trades, but I would trade for I, Jordan Howard. I think he'd be great for the Eagles. Matt, I'm inclined to agree with you for the Jordan Howard trade. I think the Eagles need to... If they were going to make one more trade, they need to make some sort of trade for running back. For a veteran yeah. running back. For a veteran... Yeah. Yeah. veteran middle, like Frank Gore. Middle-tier running back. Frank Gore. Like, yes. like Jordan Howard and not Saquon Barkley. Yeah, Saquon... Uh, that's going to be way too much to give them. Well, they they okay. wouldn't trade Saquon Listen, in division. I'm, saying, I'm not saying... I'm saying who would, who, who would we... Uh, Benefit the, benefit the most from True. getting Saquon Barkley. I understand it's an unreasonable trade. We lose too much. But That's, it would be the most yeah, beneficial. Yeah, but I'm saying that would be the most yeah, beneficial. Exactly. You get, maybe you get the best running back in the league mm-hmm. at the beginning of his career. This is this absolutely true. And listen, the way the Giants have made trades this offseason, they won't trade within the division. Uh, but to steal a joke from our fantasy league, they would probably trade Saquon for a ham sandwich at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, we're out of time. Next question. All right, the final question should the United States use the Electoral College in presidential elections? If so, oh, no. or if not, well, what should it be replaced with? Ranked choice voting, popular vote, etc. I am all in on ranked choice voting. 100%. Me too. Ranked, ranked choice, choice yeah. I'm absolutely 100% down for that. Um, so, so for those, ranked choice voting is basically you stack your votes. Okay, if you wanted to vote for Jim Smith versus uh, J- Jane Smith. If you want Jane Smith first, you rank Jane first, Jim second, and then your third-party candidate third, and then they sort of knock down the voting from there based on, okay, did on the first ballot, this person had the most votes, but it wasn't enough to gain a plurality, and then they go to the next vote, the next ballot, and so on and so forth. Very good educational video on this is on Vox. Yes. Mm-hmm. Vox, Vox did a really good video on that. Um, yeah. I, I'm absolutely in agreement with that being the replacement for the Electoral College. Yes. I don't have a super opinion on this, but if we were going to take away the Electoral College, I would not want to do a popular vote. I think ranked choice voting would be better. Yes, um, I think especially... popular vote's too broken because it's more heavy, like, more or less literally California would... Yeah, It's I all coastal. Of our, yeah, it's, it's the it's exact true. complaint that you see on Fox News, which is like, oh, well, Hillary won California and New York, and that's that's. Yeah, it. I mean, that's yeah. not true, but that's that's the way it's argued, and I think exactly. it would be the case with Yeah, and I think that's a valid concern of, of the... Like, you, you have to remember that the president is the president of the entire United States and not just California and New York. And that's why we have a House and the Senate. Like, I, I understand yeah. people who say, oh, we should abolish the Senate, but that's the point. The point of the Senate is to make sure that the House represents everybody by population and the Senate it represents everybody because you don't want to forget Wyoming even yeah. though Wyoming only has five people that live there <laughs> like I get it um, what what state introduced that was it Maine that did ranked choice voting this past election yes they did and they, they did it for local office right not federal level I don't I they don't remember local. yeah because from federal from what I remember reading it actually worked out really well for them I think it did uh, Rich do you have any any thoughts no ranked I, choice? I agree ranked choice okay get rid of electoral college it's bullshit yeah alright we did it, guys. <laughs> what? We nailed a it. Fucking ride. An incredible <laughs> speed round everywhere from sourdough to ranked choice voting. Uh, we, we started you know, out very heavy and then ended ended on some uh, relatively easier questions. Yeah, I would round, say so. round of applause for this session, guys. Like, really, really yeah. strong. Thank you, uh, Vince. Yeah, Look Vince. At what you, what you thank, brought to the thank, podcast. Thank you, you made guys it. for having me. It was Good awesome. Uh, absolutely grand old time. Um, real quick before we go, I have one last read. And it's a sponsor for this episode. In addition to, to well, who's our sponsor at the beginning? It, wasn't it, was, uh, it was Spam Text. Spam Text, a valid sponsor. But this episode of Brose is also brought to you by Instant Coffee. 
Have you have you ever walked back to your desk, sipping coffee from the ca- from the cafe, and thought to yourself, "Boy, this sure tastes awful." I there's, have. There's no way anyone makes a cup of coffee more appalling than this. Well, get ready to pour that cup of Seattle's best directly onto your boss's head, Jerry, because you're about to make room on your desk for a terrifying canister of brown crystals that allegedly produces the same thing. Most cafeteria coffee is made through a traditional coffee maker, taking forever to brew and costing you a fortune at the cash register. But with instant coffee, your coffee will reach out and punch you in the face, insult your mother, and cause riots and rolling blackouts across your zip code. But don't take it from us. Listen to what real folks have to say about instant coffee. Customer Michael Jones says, quote, Please don't look at me. I'm hideous. And longtime instant coffee drinker Linda Coleman is dead. For the cost of one Starbucks Vente Latte, you can enjoy 120 cups of pure caffeinated pain that will make you think, why did I even go to college? Instant coffee. It's coffee made by the mud people. I don't need coffee for that self-question. Uh, no, of course you don't. <laughs> of course you don't. Um, all right. So uh, that's it, guys. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff for the Bros A podcast. So I think these last three episodes have been uh, pretty hard-hitting. A lot of political questions. A lot of very in-depth questions that... We tried to answer, uh, but maybe didn't touch on every nook and cranny or nuance of the topic. Yeah. So we always have at brose er, questions at gmail.com for your general questions. For your follow-up and everything. But uh, if there's any topic specific that you want us to schedule time to set aside and do a, a deep dive, a, a digger deep into our opinions mm-hmm. and the finer details... We have brose dot, dot podcast, podcast at gmail. Just send com. everything to brose questions. Yeah, <laughs> everything. Sure? Yep. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to, if you want us to deep dive into any of the topics, mm-hmm. brose questions at gmail.com, It'll get to us. And I'll present the caveat that I present with every discussion that we have about something serious. It's not an excuse, just an explanation. This is our third glass of wine. <laughs> uh, we, there's only a certain amount of nuance that we can have when it comes to this kind of conversation. Uh, but we we absolutely we're here to learn and we're here to discuss and to, to broaden our horizons a little bit. And it's bit. a conversation. It's a conversation. It's a free flowing conversation Let's that occasionally touches a mature subject. <laughs> All right. I wasn't gonna go that far. I just wanted to go with it's a conversation. Sean, if people just wanted to jump into it with you, where would they find you on Twitter? At Philly D. <laughs> I'm totally tagging him in this episode. At oh, absolutely. D. If you want to get some weirdo who. Post a lot of puns I, at, hey, it's SOB. <laughs> Tim, how about you? Where are I'm you on Twitter? At, I'm at Tim R. Hansen, but if you want some uh, slightly less biased news uh, or just straight up facts or just fun conversations, <laughs> at Philly D, I'll absolutely plug him. <laughs> Philip DeFranco, YouTube, he, he's, love that guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rich, how about you? At B underscore Walnuts. Uh, Vince, if they were to find you uh, on Twitter, where could they find you? Uh, my very, very limited Twitter handle is at the underscore Gaida. Mm-hmm. All right. D-U-I-D-A. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to find the podcast, it is, of course, brose underscore podcast on Twitter. And I personally am available at Joel motherfucking MB. <laughs> Sixers beat the Milwaukee Bucks by Woo! five. We're going to the goddamn finals, everybody. <laughs> Hear me now, believe me later. Uh, you can also follow my less interesting in- uh, insights at MKaznel. That's M K A S Z N E L. The Facebook page for the show is 
at Brose Podcast. Special thanks, as always, to Shannon Vogel uh, of Shannon Vogel Photography for designing our logo. Uh, logo, not our logo. Uh, Mary O'Brien. <laughs> that's her proprietary oh, logo. Yeah, the logo. The logo. <laughs> the logos. That's her shtick. Vogel, uh, Ma- Mary O'Brien compiles our questions. Our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can find his music at Free Music Archive or Headphonica.com. Um, I also host the podcast uh, Keystone Coast to Coast, a sports podcast, and I produce Under Pressure, the hidden story of pregnancy and proclampsia. Rich. I uh, am a co-host on the PodQuest podcast on the OneQuest network. Absolutely. It's a weekly nerd podcast. And, uh, of course, if you have questions, brosequestions at gmail.com. And you can find our podcast everywhere. Look out your window. We're there. Watch out. (laughs) I see us. Uh, Say goodbye to the listeners, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. For Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, Tim Hansen, Vince Guida, Brett Brown, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, J.J. Reddick, Bryce Tobias Harper. Harris, Bryce Harper, Jimmy Butler. Trust we, the goddamn process. We need to move My on. name is Matt Casnell saying have a great night and as always a very pleasant tomorrow. One, two, three, four, five, sixers. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seventy-sixers. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Clap your hands.